Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number eight. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries net all one word all lowercase letters amen proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not so important that when we get that truth we sell it not also we buy wisdom instruction and understanding and we don't sell it we're going to try to do some of this this as we go into the message and you know this may be the most important podcast that I'll ever produce because we're going to try to do our best to show you how to search the land, how to search the scriptures, how to find truth for yourself. Amen. And not my truth and not anybody else's truth except Yeshua HaMashiach's truth, Jesus the Messiah, as we come to the Father. Amen. Now look, you need a, a pad, you'll need a, a pencil in your Bible and Take some notes because hopefully I'm going to give you some stuff that will teach you how to do this on your own, how to seek out truth on your own. Because, see, you, you're responsible for your soul salvation, friend. It's not your preacher who will stand in judgment for you. Can you say amen? It's not me who will stand in judgment for you. It's not your church who will stand in judgment for you. It's not your denomination. It's not what you've been taught all your life. It's not what grandma and grandpa said. Nobody's going to stand before you to take away your judgment. Your judgment's going to come straight to you, and you're responsible, see? So let's judge ourselves now, and let's do some things and learn how to study the Word of God, how to search the land. Amen? And we're going to look at that this morning. Let's start with John 5 and in, in, uh, 39. Yeshua said, Search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So, you know, this is a long, long discourse of teaching that Yeshua was given to the Jews and, you know, that didn't believe on him. And he was he was giving them all, all of these teachings, and he told them, he said, search the scriptures. For you think you have eternal life through them, but the scriptures talk of me. They talk and reveal me. And then he said, and you will not come to me that you might have life. Amen. And you say, oh, Charles, we've just always come to Jesus. Well, folks, it's not just coming to Jesus. It's coming with truth. The way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And I, I just got to say, the church today has been so willing to throw away truth, so willing to change the scriptures, so willing to have traditions of men. You see, you might think you're doing right, but if you're following the Talmud, the traditions of men, if you're following dispensationalism, the curse of the 1830s, amen, these things can hinder you and will hinder you in your judgment as you stand before Yeshua. Amen. So look, let's um, let's go to um, 
2 Timothy 2 and 15. And it says, Study, we all know this, we can quote it, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. And oh, friend, I got to tell you, my desire is to teach us how to rightly divide the word of God because there's so many people who are not rightly dividing it. There's so many people who think they are rightly dividing it. But I just got to say, everybody knows probably probably the parable of the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And you, you put the foolish on everybody you can think of. But let me tell you, many of us are the foolish virgins because we don't have the all and we're not rightly dividing the word of God. Amen. So look, I just got to tell you, reading the Bible is not studying the Bible. And you see all of these uh, posts on Facebook and everywhere. They say, read the Bible, read the Bible. I got to tell you, it's important to read the Bible. But more than that, it is important that you shema, that you hear and obey, that you study the Word of God. Because, you know, you can read it. I've read it completely through uh, more than once. Amen. And uh, there may be many like me that's done that. But you see, reading it and studying it are not the same. Because you can read it and your mind can wander and you can keep the words flowing and your mind is not really there and you can keep the words flowing. But when you study, you charge yourself to come to the conclusion of a matter. Amen. When we come to the conclusion to fear God and keep his commandments, then we'll study this word to see what is true and what is not true. Amen. We have to go first off to study. We have to unclutter. And by unclutter, I mean throw away the junk you're reading. And, and yes, I call it junk. And you might say, oh, but this is all about the Holy Ghost. Oh, but this is all about, the, it doesn't matter who wrote it. If it's not the Bible, it's junk. Amen? The Bible needs no pastor, preacher, teacher to write 55 books on how uh, you're supposed to do things, amen? Number one, he ain't going to stand for you in judgment, okay? And it's not his writings that are going to give you eternal life. It's what the Bible says is going to give you eternal life, amen? So we've got to unclutter. And by unclutter, I mean throw it all away, all the commentaries. Throw away Matthew Henry. Throw away Schofield, Thompson Chain. Throw away everything but the Bible. Amen? You, when you unclutter, you see, many people read devotionals, and I'm not saying they're bad, but if you want to seek truth, throw them away. Throw away your devotionals, your study Bibles, uh, your Sunday school literature. Amen? What your preacher says, what your church says, what your denomination says, throw it all away. Unclutter. Let it be just you, your heart, your prayer, your spirit, before God and his word. And then we'll start to rightly divide it. Can you say amen? Now, what we need to do is we need to be like the Bereans. I'm sure everybody's heard about that. If not, you need to go to Acts chapter 17, and you need to start looking in verse 10, because Paul uh, and them, they had a they had a pretty good uh, dispute there in Thessalonica. And... Uh, 
So they went out of the coast, and, and the brethren, it says in verse 10 of Acts 17, said, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into where? The synagogue of the Jews. Same thing Paul always did everywhere he went. He went and taught in the synagogues. Now, you reckon that was on Sunday? No, it wasn't. It was on Sabbath, on Saturday. Amen. He went to the synagogue so many times, over 84 times in the scriptures, just in the book of Acts. Um, so anyway, he went in there and he taught uh, in the synagogues of the Jews. And these were the, the, the men of Berea. They were noble, more noble than those in Thessalonica. In that, here, here's how they were more noble. See, the people of Thessalonica heard what Paul was preaching, and they were worried about their crafts, and they were worried about uh, uh, Paul polluting and converting the whole world, and they, they would lose money uh, on all of their artifacts to Diana. And, and, you know, so, I mean, they really, really, they heard the word, but they rebelled against it because they figured they would lose revenue. Amen. So now the man, the men of Berea, they were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Folks, I'm going to tell many of you, you guys have got your little deno uh, denominational doctrines. You've got your dispensational doctrines. You won't hear nothing else. You won't uh, uh, let the teaching of the Word of God come into your hearts because you have predetermined that you are correct and this is the way to do it, and you you won't convert. You just won't convert to truth. And the reason is it might cost you a little something, amen? And, it, and, and I don't want to get too much into that, but, yeah, if you convert to truth, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to start worshiping on the Sabbath instead of on Sunday. You're going to have to keep the feast of God instead of the traditions and the pagan religions of men, amen? So now... These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. We won't do that in modern-day Christianity. We, you know, if you cross anything that I believe um, about the rapture, I ain't listening to you, see? So these Bereans, though, they, they listened, they received it with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily. They searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So in other words, if I tell you something, you need to receive it. And, and I, I got more witness, witnesses for this, but you need to receive it, and then you need to get in the Word, and you need to prove it or not prove it according to what the Word says. If I tell you something and it doesn't line up, line upon line, precept upon precept with the Word of God, then you need to reject it. Amen. But if I tell you something that does line up, you need to accept it. Amen. With readiness of mind. Same with your church, your pastor, your preacher. If they're telling you things that uh, do not line up according to the Word of God, and they're teaching you traditions of men and, and fables, pure, ungodly fables, you need to forsake that. Amen. Now, Let's look at uh, Psalms chapter 1. Most people can quote the whole chapter. Psalms 1 and 1. Blessed is the man. Now, you know, 
to be blessed is good. Blessed of God would be a good thing. Amen. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Now, that, that's a good thing, not to be ungodly, not to walk with sinners. Amen. And here's the important part in what we're trying to bring this morning today is nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Amen. So we're not going to take the counsel of the ungodly. We're not going to stand with the sinners. And we're not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. Folks, I just got to say this. The Christian church today is so scornful, so scornful of the teachings of our Father, the teachings of the Sabbath, of the Feast of God, you know, in, in his ways and his holiness, the church is so scornful. Amen? And it, it, it's sickening. It, it hurts me. It, 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 it grieves me. And I just know it grieves our Father. Can you say amen? Now, he doesn't do this thing, but his delight, the blessed man, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, Jehovah. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. That would be in the scriptures. Amen. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Praise God. So if you don't do these other things, and you, you delight yourself in the law of God, and you meditate in day and night, there's going to be some refreshing good stuff that happens to you. Amen? So, I want to look at some of the scornful men that uh, came out of Egypt. Amen? And it's not, a, it's not a pretty picture. And some of you, um, you know, now we're going to the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And I'm going to read a few verses, skip a few verses, because we got a lot of names in there. And I don't want to enlarge this name by, by reading all of those names, but I'm going to give you the, the message, the heart of the matter. Amen. And so we're going to look at what happened here in chapter 13 of Numbers. And Yehovah, that's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the name of our father, Yehovah. Amen. And Yehovah spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land. And here we are with uh, what we said earlier. How do we search the land? We're going to find out here. Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I gave unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, so you, shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of Jehovah, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And then it goes on to the names. So we're going to skip down to verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is. And the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. Amen. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. And what cities 
they be that dwell in whether they in tents or in strongholds and what the land is. We're searching out the land and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be you of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So there we have a season. Amen. The first ripe grapes. So that was the command. So we'll go to verse 25. They went and they looked out the land. Amen. They were actually gone for 40 days, right? Into the land seeking it out. And verse 25 of, of Numbers 13 says, And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sendest us, and surely it floweth. Surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, now here we go. There's always that little uh-oh that gets us. There's always that little something that we want to change and, and uh, not do. I mean, when you think of all of the deliverance that God had given these guys, you'd think they'd have a little more faith than what we're fixing to read about. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and in the cities are walled, and the cities are walled, and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. There were giants there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people because you could feel the fear. You could feel the, the doubt. Amen. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. You got ten guys telling you, these big old characters are in the land, and they got walled cities, and uh, we're, we're, we're as ants before in their sight. You know, we, we can't prevail. And Caleb says, go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Amen. I just got to say, when did that ever stop God? You know, they're stronger than we are. When did that ever stop God? And, you know, we, we need to learn to trust on God that his word is true and what he says he means and, and he means what he says. Amen? So in verse 32 it says, And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Amen. Now, what did God do for these men in Israel, or excuse me, in Egypt? What did he do as they were crossing the Red Sea? Where did he, they get the water from? Uh, you know, I mean, just, just uh, um, here we are. They've, they've rapidly come up to the land of Canaan, 
They went over, they spied out the land for 40 days, and they come, they come back with a very bad report, except for Caleb and Joshua. Amen? Now here, these people, if we'll go on and read the next chapter or so, you'll find that God was wanting to wipe them out again. Just totally destroy them. And Moses talked to, uh, you know, have a little mercy because if you do that, they're going to say you brought them out and brought them up to the land, but you couldn't make them go into it, you know. And so God said, okay, you're right. I'll have a little mercy. I won't wipe them out, but it's going to cost them. They're going to wander around in this wilderness for 40 years, and they're going to die. And the guys that brought this evil report, they're going to die of the plague. Amen. And so 40 years would go by, and only those who were 20 years and under could cross over into the land of Canaan when it was time. Amen, except for Joshua and Caleb. Now, are we capable or guilty of bringing a negative report and I know God can do it, but I don't know when he'll, you know. Are we guilty of all of this moaning and murmuring and, 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 and unrighteousness and unbelief? And yet we have this word of God and we say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be uh, spending my eternity with my Savior. We say all of this, but we're, we're, we're a people of rebellion and negativity. Amen. Now, how are we doing these things? I, I told you, we don't keep the commandments. We don't keep the word of God. Now, we're instruction, instructed in Deuteronomy 4 and 2. We're instructed not to add unto the word which was commanded unto us, neither are we to diminish Alt from it that you may keep the commandments of Jehovah your God, which I command you. There's a hard command. Don't add to, don't take away. The Christian church has done nothing but added to and taken away. I just can't get enough of it saying all oh, that old test. I heard a guy this morning on the radio saying how there were two doctrines. Yeah. There were two doctrines and two episodes going on here. He said uh, one of the doctrines is for the Old Testament, the people there, and the other doctrine is for us of the New Testament. Amen? That's not true. There's only one doctrine, one law. That's all there ever has been. That's all there ever will be. For God is not a respecter. He did not make a law for Israel and turn around and make a new law for you under the new covenant. You need to search the scriptures, search the land to find the truth, because you'll see that only the promise of the new covenant was given to Israel and Judah. And if you're not grafting in, Amen to Israel and Judah. You have no new covenant promise. Amen. Writing the law in your heart, that's an Old Testament concept. That's not New Testament. That's why you've got to study the complete word. Amen. Now, we have another witness in Deuteronomy 12 and 32. As Moses was getting ready to uh, go up into the mountainside and die because, you know, he couldn't go over into the promised land. He said, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereunto, nor diminish from it. So there's two witnesses. 
don't change the word of God, but we do it, we do it, we do it. And we've got all of these traditions and all of these fables that's allowed us to change the word of God. We've got people who say that Jesus nailed it to his cross and there's no more nothing. Amen. Grace covers it all. We don't have to do nothing. You know, Paul done away with it. If Jesus didn't, Paul surely, come on, folks. That's not true. That's lies. That's false teaching. Get into the Word and find out. Paul upheld the law so many times. So many times. You cannot get through the book of Romans without seeing how that Paul upheld the law. Amen? Now, how do you? How do you search the Word of God for truth? And how do you study to show yourself approved? Amen? As I said before, you got to unclutter. Use just the Bible. Now, I use the King James Version of the Bible, as you can tell. And the reason that I do that is because it has consistent themes from Old Testament to New Testament, and it's not changed as many of the other newer translations have done. So you need to get just your Bible... Get something like a Strong's Concordance so you can look up words and find their true meaning. And you need a notebook and a pencil and much prayer and much prayer. So when you've had much prayer and much study, do it again and again until you've got a complete understanding of the subject. Until you can quote it, chapter and verse. Folks, we don't do that. We just know, well, you know, and, and you Pentecostals, you're some of the worst. You know, you know that the Bible says this somewhere, but you don't know where it is. I don't know chapter and verse, but I just know it says it. Folks, if that's the kind of studying you've been doing, you've you failed. I'm sorry, F, you're, you're, you're done. Go, go back to the previous grade, amen? So look, study. Pray, do it again, quote it. Hallelujah. So let's conclude this. We'll look at Second uh, Timothy in chapter 2. And when you've learned these things, you see, let's preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Let's reprove. We ain't got much of that going. Rebuke. We ain't got much of that going. Exhort. Now, we will exhort. With all long suffering, nah, just today, because tomorrow I'm gonna talk bad about you. With all long suffering and doctrine, say, and we don't have the doctrine, we don't have sound doctrine, amen. So he said, then, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, and that's the truth of the word of God, amen. Listen to some of my other podcasts, and you might get some of this sound doctrine, amen. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And we got them. We got people saying all kinds of stuff that will pacify everything that you ever wanted to be pacified with. But, folks, that ain't going to stand before you in judgment. It's not going to excuse you. It'd be just like what I said. Fail. Go back. Amen. But when you go to the judgment, there's no going back. When death claims us, there's no redos. Amen. We got to stand on what we have now. So let's let's learn this and get it right and learn how to study and how to obey. Love you. God bless you. 
Amen.